Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Gabe Ramirez. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. Once again, man, we're live and local, doing it way big. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670 The Score, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. I love coming on after Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer. First of all, Tom Thayer is like an almanac. I love the advice he was giving Braxton Jones right there. And if you're Braxton Jones heading into your very first game as a Chicago Bear and someone that lives in infamy in, in Tom Thayer, offensive lineman of the Super Bowl team in 85. And he's literally giving you advice. I, like, I felt like I was there. I felt like it was me. I was like, yeah, Tom, tell me what I should be doing on my game one that I'm not playing. But that was fantastic, man. And, uh, of course, Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, they're going to have the call Sunday for the Chicago Bears. We got a lot of Bears to talk about, a lot of Bear stuff to talk about. I got Cassie Carlson from Fox 32. She's going to be joining us right after 8 o'clock. Her and I, we do Bears Unleashed together, which airs tonight, 9.30 on Fox 32. Myself, Cassie Carlson, Big Aunt Heron, the three of us. This is year five for me. I can't even believe it's the fifth year doing Bears Unleashed. That's wild. Uh, but we'll get into a lot more Bear stuff. But let's go ahead and start the show the way that we always do with the trifecta. Curry, way downtown. Morell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. Rose trying to get open. Fires away. It's over. The Bulls win at the buzzer. So, essentially, it's just my top three stories of the day. You've been following along, and let's see if they line up. Let's go ahead and start with number three. The number of the day is three. NFL kicked off yesterday. Buffalo Bills defeating the Los Angeles Rams. The defending Super Bowl champs sure didn't look like it yesterday. Josh Allen, did he come out with a vengeance? Responsible for all four Buffalo touchdowns. And he's a big boy. So when he's running towards the end zone, you got to get the hell out of the way. Third and goal. Allen keeps it. Pumps. Runs. Breaks the plane. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen took care of it himself. I was so pissed. I bet the touchdown before when Isaiah McKenzie scored, my boy and I put 50 bucks on the next touchdown score to be Josh Allen. It paid out like 800. 
And then, of course, it was the next one. That, that's how that happens in gambling, right? It's the next one. But you didn't bet on that one. Either way, he went 26, Josh Allen, that is, for 31, 297 yards, three touchdowns, including, including a beautiful throw to Stephon Diggs. 34, Allen stepping up and now floating it downfield, and Diggs is behind the secondary, stumbles, but brings it in. Buffalo touchdown. Stephon Diggs extends to a three-score lead. Put the smack down on him. But the defense, I feel like, really set the tone. Bills picked off Matt Stafford three times. Josh Allen was picked off twice. Gotta, how can I do this like highlight if I don't talk about Cooper Cup? The man didn't miss a beat. 13 catches, 128 yards, got a touchdown too. Hmm. Game was tied to 10 at halftime, but Buffalo had two turnovers. I looked at my friend and I was like, Buffalo's definitely winning this game. So after I picked up the, uh, after I saw that I picked up my phone, made a live bet. Bills minus one eighty. So my drinks were free at Utopian Tailgate yesterday after the victory. <laughs> Felt good to watch meaningful football, but it just reminded me and got me more hyped that the Bears game is this Sunday. Finally, we come to my number two man. His name, number two. Number two story in the trifecta. Man, after losing two out of three to the Reds, the Cubbies came out hot. Knocked off the Giants 4-2 behind Drew Smiley. And you know what? After going just two and a third against the Cards, like not even a week ago, Smiley was slanging, man. Seven innings, only gave up one hit. But you can't win a game unless you score some runs. And that began early for the Cubs in the bottom of the second. Nico Horner got in with a single, stole second. And Jan Gomes came to the plate with a duck on the pond. Payoff pitch from Carlos Rodon, the former White Sox. Horner runs. The pitch hit in the air, deep left field. Back is Dean. It's got a chance. Gone. Jan Gomes, a two-run homer. Horner stopped a third. Is he a little shaken up? I'm not sure. Now he jogs home. Gomes, a two-run homer, off-speed pitch. And it was down. He kind of golfed it. Got it up into that wind, and it's a two-run homer. Cubs lead two to nothing. Gomes with the golfer. The game stayed two to nothing until the sixth. And with two outs and one on, Nico Horner wanted to get in on the fun. Deep drive to left center by Horner. It's got a chance. Gone. Two-run homer, Nico Horner. Cubs lead four to nothing. That ball left the park in a hurry. The Giants scored two more in the eighth. But then Phil Hughes, man, stepped up for that elusive four-out save. Ninth inning, Cubs lead 4-2. Fly ball. Center field, playable for Hermosillo near the track. He's got it. Cubs win the ball game. Brandon Hughes gets the save. Drew Smiley gets the win. Cubs hit a couple of home runs. And the Cubs win game one of this three-game series by a score of four to two. Tyler, you're a big Cubs fan. What did you think about Smiley's performance? He pitched the hell out of the ball today, man. Like, <laughs> it's nice to see him have games like this because he's kind of been a little yeah. on and off, inconsistent. But, like, once he gets, once he's on, this dude's on. I was going to say, you know who used to be inconsistent? Dylan Cease. I'm just saying. That's true. I'm not that saying. true. Even though you guys had Dylan Cease and you guys gave him to us. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, but I love what Rossi said about Smiley at the postgame. You never know somebody's um, 
true character to you with them every single day and, and how bad they want to be out there. So like to manage him and watch him go about his business and continue to want to go out there, stay out there. It's just really rewarding, I think, when you watch him pitch to, to finally pan off and been such a big piece for us. And, you know, that's why he's been on so many teams trying to get him back. He's a, you know what kind of, when he's healthy, what kind of pitcher you're capable of getting. And he's a really good pitcher with good stuff. I saw some 95s in there today. It was really impressive. And the breaking ball was, was obviously on point today. Game two happening Saturday against the Giants. 1.20 p.m. right here on 670 The Score. He was number one. Last but not least, number one of the trifecta right here on 670 The Score. The White Sox, baby. A game and a half back. Let me say that again. The White Sox, after all the BS they've been through, the Sox are only one and a half games back from the division-leading Cleveland Guardians and tied with Minnesota. Last night, man, Dylan Cease just continued on his incredible hot streak, holding the A's. Going six innings, nine strikeouts, and zero earned runs. My futures bet that I made back in July for Dylan Cease to win the Cy Young is looking real good right now. Real good. And I hate futures bets. Um, But Jose Ruiz came in, pitched a clean seventh, and then Vince Velasquez, he went too strong, gave up two to close it out for the Sox with a final score of 14-2. to The offense is alive, man. That's That's the difference right now. Don't, don't say the difference is Tony La Russa not being there. The difference is the offense. Sox hit five home runs yesterday. Five. Two from Moncada, one from Eloy, one from Rami, who's been on fire lately. Speaking of on fire, Elvis Andrews continued to swing the big stick. And another one out the park to kick off the game. But you got to be happy about Yohan Moncada. Two home runs, like, when he's playing well, the Sox are playing well. That's the correlation right there. Uh, we hope they can continue on that hot streak. Game two against the A's kicks off tonight, and you hope the Sox continue to close that gap. Three, that's the magic number. Three. It is. It's the magic number. Those are my three stories right there, man. Top three on the trifecta. It is Gabe Ramirez, live and local, right here on 670. The score, I'm going to be holding you down till 9 o'clock. I want to stay on the White Sox for a little bit. Do you hate that? Do you hate that, Tyler? No, you know, you're I mean, a Cubs we do fan. a podcast together with the White Sox, so I kind of have to we do, not right? hate it. Southsiders. And it's funny, if you listen to that podcast we do, download the Odyssey app, Southsiders. Shane and I were out there talking about the Sox, like, but really talking about the Sox, like what we, how we really feel. And then when, the, when that whole thing started, I said, they were like, oh, well, do you guys got, do you want to produce it yourself or do you have someone in mind? <laughs> Shane and I looked at each other like, we ain't producing this damn thing. I said, you know what? I really liked uh, Tyler. I worked with him a couple times at night. I really like what he does. So hopefully the money is, is worth it. It's good. It's nice extra money. A little, little, not, not, you know bad, what I'm not bad. A little, 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 little Friday, Saturday money, you know? A little, it's, it's date night money. Yeah, yeah. it can't go wrong or, with or, that. Or beer money. Something along those lines. Well, the Sox, man, six and two this month. It's impressive. One seven out of their last nine. It's impressive because at the end of August, when they lost 10 out of 12, you were just like, these mother effers. You're like, these guys, man. And then they go when, you know, they go six and two to start the month. And when you try to point at a reason, I mean, you, you got to look at the starting pitching and, of course, the long ball, as I mentioned a second ago. But a lot of people are just talking about Tony La Russa being back in the lineup. 
Do you agree with that? Do you do you feel like that's the reason Tyler is because Tony Larusa is, is not in the lineup? Miguel Cairo somehow magically waved a wand, and then all of a sudden the Sox are playing well. I mean, it is really ironic that once Larusa yeah. went away, the White Sox are doing a lot better. But I mean, I think it's just. A lot of Cairo's decision making is something that we don't see that yeah. Larusa does, and I think that's just kind of what's clicking. It's almost as if the wily veteran got too much in his head with statistics and metrics and trying to align himself with the future of the game, and he just started overthinking things a little bit too much. And when you look at Cairo, it's almost as if he's making just simple sound baseball decisions like things that make sense not walking guys with a no two count yeah no he's not doing Tyro, anything like that he will i bet you if you asked him somebody somebody should have asked him that I, we have a question in regards to your coaching style would you ever walk someone on a no two count because the metrics say they're batting seven thousand on the note no he would be like hell no nah. who's on the bump johnny cueto no Lance lynn no dylan sees no none of those guys I get it, man. But I don't want to point at that. I don't want to solely say because Tony, actually I'm not. That's not the reason the Sox are playing well. Let's be very clear. There's a guy named Elvis Andrews who's playing out of his damn mind right now. Absolutely nuts. And it just, you know what it is? There's so many like straight-laced guys on the White Sox, and Elvis Andrews is not that. When you see him make a play, he's smiling. He understands the nuances of baseball. Baseball is supposed to be fun. It's what you play with your boys during the summer. It's a fun game. And when you're out there, not that T.A. ain't having fun, but T.A. is a stoic guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's not a dude that's going to show you a ton of energy except when he hits a home or a walk-off against the Yankees in the Field of Dream game. But he doesn't duplicate that. So it's going to be interesting to see what the White Sox do for the remainder of the series against the A's. Giolito on the bump today. Lance Lynn on Saturday. And then... Closing it out, we got Johnny Cueto. Well, the White Sox have Johnny Cueto trying to take the four-game sweep, as they should. And who knows? There is an actual possibility that the White Sox could be in first place on Monday morning. There is a chance. They're only a game and a half behind? Game and a half behind. Whew. There's a chance. That's all I'm saying. It makes me feel good inside. You know who else could be in first place Monday morning? The Chicago Bears. They take on the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. I'm going to give you my best bets, and I'm going to tell you whether you should bet the Bears covering or the Bears winning money line. We'll do that on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, live and local on a Friday, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage 
to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The score! Good afternoon. Um, we, uh, f- you know, finished out our, our week of practice. Uh, you know, we have a walkthrough tomorrow, well, which will be good. But I thought the guys operated good all week, you know, in terms of the meetings, uh, getting, getting ready. Uh, the practices were fast. I thought we had great speed uh, even today in our practice. Uh, so uh, I really like that part of it. You know, and guys are just getting ready with their coaches. You know, we're, we're entering into this 48-hour uh, preparations uh, side of it right now, where it's most of the physical work, physical work is done, and we're entering into this now, the mental phase of it, and that's a big part for our football program. So, um, guys executed that a couple weeks ago, and now we're executing it in the real, in the in the season. So we're we're getting, and what that really entails is what do they do? They go through their assignments, they go through you know the plays on on offense, go through the calls on defense. And they just review their assignments, and they're really just visualizing themselves in the play. And it takes a lot of mental uh, time to go through all that to make sure you're all squared away with your assignments, alignment, assignment, key, and technique, like we always say. But uh, it's a big part of it, and uh, those guys are excited to get that going. It's Coach Matt Eberflus with his opening statement during his press conference today. I, I can't say it enough. I love his poise. I love the confidence in you know there's. I don't know how to explain it. If you were ever in a college classroom, those big halls that fit, you know, 200 kids in those gen ed classes, there were teachers that you could ignore, not pay attention to. And then there were teachers that really grabbed your attention. You understood what they were saying. You knew what the assignments were. It was very clear and concise what was happening. And I feel like Eberflus is that dude. And it makes me happy. And, and obviously I feel that way now. And it could be the Homer in me. But I genuinely enjoy listening to him speak, and I feel like the guys feel the very same way. And and he's, I just love, I love how he's handling the Chicago Bears organization right now. Even he even touched on the fact, like 
of what they were going to be doing in tomorrow's meetings. To me, it's about us. It's, it's about what we've done to this point, and we're really going to focus on us. And I know you obviously got to focus on, you know, obviously the great players that San Francisco has and how you're going to limit, limit them and do the best you can that way. But this all comes down to us. It's about us building foundation. It's about us, you know, really going out there and executing uh, the game plan and playing aggressive, clean, smart football. And that's what we want to do. I mean, come on. I mean, if you're a Bear fan, you're saying to yourself, I want clean football. I don't want a ton of flags. I want the offense to execute what it is their game plan is lined up to be. You want Justin Fields to do that. You want the O-line, D-line. I mean, he's preaching. If if they can execute what he's mentioning, then the Bears will be in, in good shape. And he feels the same way. I feel we're in a good spot. I feel we're in a good spot. We've built a lot of good things over the course of these seven months, you know. So I think it's uh, we're we're in a good place uh, for where we're, we're building this. Our foundation is starting to settle in, and of course that's going to take a while. You know, you don't just build a foundation and start building on top of it right away. So we are still building foundation, and we're going to put it on display on Sunday. I think it gives them a level of confidence, you know, because you can't you can't build everything at one time. You know, you have to you have to build, you know, foundational floor of your program or organization. And that's what we're doing. And we're doing it with a lot of young guys. And so I think performance, when you perform that way, understanding that, hey, we're trying to do these rudiments of the game. You know, so I know I know he said style or the hits principle. Those are all the foundations uh, that we want to be able to build upon, you know, that will last a long time. And those are all things that win football games. And those are all things you need to have a really good football team. Uh, so we're just trying to lay that foundation for, for our football team. Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score, live and local as always on a Friday. But I love hearing that because I think the Bears understand who they are. They're not some team that's trying to slap it together in one year and compete for a championship. They really are truly, genuinely trying to create a culture of excellence. And you see that beginning with Matt Eberflus, even Ryan Poles, the way he conducts himself. But he said it even with the young guys. What is it? 15 rookies on this squad? Yeah, 15 rookies. I mean, Jesus, only 53 spots, bro. Like, that's a lot. But what did Poles say? We welcome the young players. We can mold them, explain to them, show them they can be the, the core group of what is to be. And you know how that is sometimes. You worked at a job. You feel like you knew everything that was going on there. A new manager comes in trying to switch stuff up, and you're like, nah, nah. That's not how we used to do things. And then the newer guys are like, bro, just shut up and do it. And then they're the ones that are rising above. And that's what's happening here. That's what the expectation is. How many of those 15 can stick? Now, I'm confident in Matt Eberflus, but how confident is he in himself? I feel confident, I feel ready, and I, and I feel focused on the job at hand. And I think that's uh, where we are. You know, we've prepared a long time to, to do this, and uh, we're all in that, in that ready, that state of readiness. Uh, so um, we're all excited about it. Is it something you've envisioned for years, having this opportunity, and what do you think yes. you will feel like, you know, walking out of that tunnel and calling all the shots? Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Uh, you know, I have a lot of great coaches. You know, I have a lot of the support staff that we have, uh, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, special teams guy, game management guys, uh, all the position coaches. I feel very confident in our preparation and what the guys have done, and that certainly helps the head coach. Oh, man. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're confident in what you're doing. I'm so glad. I I wish I could, you know how they they script the first you know X amount of plays. I wish I just knew what those were. I wish I could just take a sneak peek. Like I'm not gonna tell nobody. I just want to know. I'm not gonna tell nobody. Listen, you could show. You could trust me. I just want to like be sitting in front of my TV at twelve o'clock and like watch this one. <laughs> watch. Wait, wait, a second now. Oh, oh, oh. Wait. oh man, this is the perfect position for play number two. So I don't want. I don't want. My anxiety is gonna kick in while I'm watching this game. Wanting excellence from the beginning, you know? And oh, if, mine's going to be at all-time high. Dude, if they three and out first possession, you're just going to be like, damn it. Well, because we're all so excited for this season. And it's like, if they do go three and out, God, that's it, always just it's a... break my heart. It's a stab in the chest. It will break my heart if they go three and out. If they go shotgun, you know, t- tight end and, Dave, you know, co-combat David Montgomery in the backfield, and then they do a pass, it's really going gonna, gonna to piss me off. I'm going to be very clear. It's going to piss me off. They better run the damn ball. I want. I don't even care. I love this. I, uh, I, you know, obviously, I'm always scrolling through IG, and I love the Bill Parcells clip that's been making the rounds lately. You seen that one? Basically, in a nutshell, he says, "I don't care if the other team plays their best. We're still gonna f you up. That's how good we are." I think I did see that yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah, that's what he's saying. He's like, we're, I don't care. So I'm saying that to say. I don't care if the if the Niners know we're going to run the ball on first down, because we're gonna. They, I want the Bears to execute and get three yards. I don't care. I don't. I just don't want to pass on first down. But you know what? They're going to be passing a lot. The Niners, even though Trey Lance is going to be trying to do his thing, but Debo Samuel is going to be all over the place. That's who people are worried about. And I love the fact that that Jalen Johnson is not shying away from that matchup. He doesn't shy away from many, but this one in particular, I'm sure it stung. Last time the Bears played the Niners, 171 yards for Debo. That's a that's a beautiful fantasy day for anybody out there. But Jalen Johnson actually talked about covering Debo Samuel. You really watched him go back. He had two big plays. He had an 89-yarder uh, stream, and then he had a big, I want to say like 45-50 before the half. But other than that, I feel like after the two plays, I feel like we contained him really well. So, I mean, really just trying to take away those explosives. Um, but, I mean, that's easier said than done. And, the screen pass is a defensive unit thing, and then really just trying to win that 50-50 ball before the half. But other than that, I feel like we did a really good job containing them um, and just trying to do that again this year, just keep those explosives off our head. It's like when you play poker and you might won, you might have won $500 in the night, but you sure as hell remember that one you lost. You couldn't remember any hand that got you all that money, but that one you lost will stick with you. And that's exactly what Jalen Johnson is reliving right there, talking about the two big plays that Debo Samuel had against him. But he talked about it, and I, I love the fact that he mentioned the entire defensive unit. He's like, on those screenplays, that's a defensive unit issue. Not just Jalen Johnson, it's everyone being responsible for what they have to do. And if you play defense properly, fill all your gaps, take care of your assignments, you can stop a guy like Debo. He's going to get his, but it's about the, the excess, the yak, all those things. And he touched on the defensive unit, and and... I wonder what Jalen feels about this defensive unit in particular. I think we learn that when we do things together as a unit, I feel like we can really, we can really execute the defense at a high level, um, playing the game together in unison, being on the same page situationally, um, and at the end of the day, running to the ball and trying to create turnovers as a unit. Um, I feel like we're really just buying into that and, and then really just going out there and playing ball and having fun. Got to be a turnover today or a Sunday. There's got to be. Trey Lance... 
is no Josh Daniels going twenty six or Josh Allen going twenty six for thirty one. That's super accurate. There's no way that's going to happen. He's going to be under the rest. He's not going to be making the proper decisions, and one of them is going to turn into a, excuse me a turnover. That's what I think at least. But people doubting the Bears, man. People are doubting the Bears, but not Jalen Johnson. Why should people not doubt you guys? I mean, honestly, I thought you really look at it. I thought there's no reason not to, but I mean, I thought that's why it's a new year. Everybody starts off 0-0, um, and we have a new opportunity to show who we are this year. I mean, last year is last year. There's nothing we can do about that. Um, but I thought we all grew um, as men, as players, um, as a team, and we have a lot of changes. So, I mean, I thought we're really hungry to go out there and uh, make those changes obvious. I love that. I love that. Accountability. We're all men. We've made our changes. We've learned from last year. And then you're coming together with some new defensive players to prove to them, yourself, your fan base, that your defense is going to be good this year. And imagine, and just think, it's only going to get better. Like, the defense is going to be better next year. Think about that. That's the scary thing. Jaquan Brisker, Jalen Johnson is still going to be there. Kyle Gordon, like, these guys will be there. And hopefully you can sign Roquan. So you're just going to be adding, what, a, a, a crazy defensive lineman? Are you going to keep Eddie Jackson? Who knows? We might sign something. Like, it's just, it's going to be cool. That's the coolest thing about this, that you are in the infancy of who the Chicago Bears are going to be for the next decade. And hopefully that includes a new stadium and that includes a coach that will be sticking around for that long because the Bears have had a carousel of coaches over the years. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score. Before we uh, get out of here, I got to tell you guys about my picks. I got to. That's what I do. It's literally what I do. I gamble too much. I, I won 1600 this week. Feeling good. Did you really? Feeling good right now. So What was your, what was your bet? Champions League. Oh, I did see this. Champions League. You posted on your Insta story. That was sixteen hundred. Then I got home feeling myself, and then I put together like a three game parlay in baseball. Smacked that. So I've just been feeling good. So here are my here are my. If you're gonna do a same game parlay, you could do these. Um, But here are my. I have six, just in game bets to make the game a little bit more exciting. First up, David Montgomery anytime touchdown score plus one seventy five. Easy. Easy. Easy money. I mean, come on, it's David Montgomery. He wants to rock, and he wants to score. He can run it in. He can catch it in. Exactly. Re- like, receive it in. And, Plus yeah. 175 in there. Number two, Elijah Mitchell. San Francisco 49er running back. Anytime touchdown score. Only plus 125. So, people, you want to talk about things that people think are going to happen for a fact. I can see them getting the ball, driving it down the field. No, George, no Kittle to, you know, kind of give you that in the red zone option. So, Elijah Mitchell just might pound the ball third quarter, get a tutty. Okay? Plus 125. I like that. But but I'm a big fan of plus money, so I, I like taking a, a flyer on something. Dante Pettis. Anytime touchdown score, plus 850. Plus 850. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you why. If you watch the preseason, you saw that he can create space. And I'm going to use the same logic that I just did for the Niners in the red zone. If it's not Cole Komet, and you're double-teaming Darnell Mooney, Dante Pettis one-on-one can get loose. And Justin Fields does not care who he's throwing the ball to. Not this year. No, he shares the ball with He everyone. will spread We've the ball that. around. And so it's very likely that he could score. And it's plus 850. Just sexy. That's a lot of – that's big money. Speaking of Darnell Mooney, over, over four and a half catches pays minus 160. 
Lock. That's he'll get the ball. Six, that seven catches times, for sure. At least. For sure. For sure. Five. At least. Come He's on. For sure catching the ball five times. So that's a nice little uh, one you could throw in your same game parlay. And then the last two that I have for you have to do with Justin Fields. It's almost insulting. The over one half for touchdown passes for Justin Fields is paying you minus 250. Like, they don't even think he's going to throw a damn touchdown, Wait, bro. it's only one and a half? It's only a, a half? A half. So if he throws one touchdown, you win that bet. They don't think that he's going to throw a touchdown? I mean, minus 250 would say that, you know, they, they do feel that way, but they don't feel strongly. It's not like minus 400. I'm sorry. That's that's easy pick right there. And easy. That's, that's degrading. And the last one I have for you, Justin Fields, over 198 passing yards, pays you minus 125. So, you I can, know, I could see that too. Put those in you can put those in the same game parlay and really have yourself a phenomenal weekend. Now that's what I want to know. What's the plus money on that whole parlay? I know. I just did them individually right oh, here. Okay. I didn't do the same game parlay, but if I were to take a guess, I mean, these 3 alone would be like a plus 1000. That'll probably make it like 17, 25, and that one right there will probably make it like plus 5000. Probably like in the plus 5000 range. So, cool, that'd be 500 to 1. I'll, I'll give you 10 bucks. I'm going to make the bet for you. We're going to go ahead and do that. All right. Uh, what we're also going to do is continue to talk about some Bears, this time with the co-host of our new show, Bears Unleashed, Fridays and Saturdays, 9.30 p.m. on Fox 32. Myself, Anthony Heron, and, of course, Cassie Carlson from Fox 32, who will be joining us on the other side. And she has some takes, man. She has some takes. What does she feel like? What does she feel is the most important phase of the three for the Chicago Bears this Sunday against the Niners. We'll ask Cassie Carlson from Fox 32 right after this. It's Gabe Ramirez live and local on a Friday here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. All Bears all the time, even in my sleep. It's disgusting, trust me. I'm emotionally attached to this team. So much so that I made the bet. You did end up doing it? I did end up doing it. What's the payout? So I put in $10 for you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'll take I'll take, I'll take, take it. We'll take, uh, add to your hourly pay <laughs> <laughs> for today's one hour that you're doing with me. All right. But we could turn that 10 into your $10 wins you $1,200. Ooh. $1,200. It's a five-pick parlay. Elijah Mitchell, David Montgomery, Dante Pettis, all touchdown scorers. Darnell Mooney over four receptions. Justin Fields got a pass over for one uh, for 175 that's really nice date money. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be a shark. I'm going to take like 20% at least. Hey, that's, I mean, that's only that's fair. fair. That's fair. If you win 1200 I'll take two. Yeah. You, can, you can keep a stack. How about right, that? I'll, I'll, I'll do but that. But it's in. I just made it. I'll tweet it out. I'll tag you. And then right, uh, I'll retweet it. hopefully we win some money. Now, let's find out if this is a good bet. To do that, we are going to the Circa Resort and Casino hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. She is the new host of Fox 32's. Bears Unleashed. She's their sports anchor. She also does Fox Kickoff and Bears Post Game Live. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever on 670 The Score, give it up for Cassie Carlson. <sighs> ah, thanks for having me. No problem. I'm glad you're here. Our show kicks off today in about a less, little less than an hour. Do you have a DVR yet is the real question, Cassie. <laughs> Do I have a DVR? That's a no. Uh, when you repeat the question, when you repeat the question, it's a no. Uh, you know, YouTube <laughs> well, TV. I was going to call you out right off the bat because I was with you like three hours ago, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. And I asked if you were putting money on the Bears. And you said, no, you don't ever do that because you won't be happy. 
true, but you know what? I'll be happier if this bet actually <laughs> if this bet actually is. How do you change that? All right, well, let's start. Let's start with the bet that I just made, and let's see if you even believe in it. Uh, the first thing I had was Eliza Mitchell scoring anytime touchdown score. How do you feel about that? I I like that. Okay, David Montgomery anytime touchdown score. How do you feel about that? I think that's a strong possibility. Agreed. Uh, Darnell Mooney over four catches. Yes, four over, four or over, right? And then Justin Fields. 175 passing yards. Yeah, that's not bad. Okay. I got one more in there. And this is the one that's the real question. Mark. <laughs> that's going to throw me for a loop. This is the one that's going to make the money. Well, I, you're the f- perfect person to ask because you've been watching the Bears all training camp long. You've seen mm-hmm. these receivers up close and personal. And I have Dante Pettis as the wild card to get mm-hmm. that third, that second touchdown for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, he's he is a wild card um, <laughs> because – I feel like he really locked in his spot on the roster in that final preseason game. Uh, I think that's kind of where you lose me. I mean, I, I could see it like both ways, but there's just so many other people. I think with Byron Byron Pringle coming back, he probably has a better chance at that than Dante Pettis. Um, so that, yeah, I, I don't know about that one. That's I fine. think you're, you're going to lose with that. The thing is this, right, Cassie, is that, if if all the bets hit that people thought, then everybody will be rich, rich, right? So you have to pick that outlier. You have to pick that, that rando one <laughs> that, that happens, fun. you know? Like you're at the goal line and, you, you know, all your fantasy guys are there, Darnell Mooney and David Montgomery, and then all of a sudden some rando like Dante Pettis gets it and everyone puts their hand on their head and they're like, ah, oh, damn it, Dante, <laughs> Dante Pettis, why did he get that touchdown? But either way, who, whoever scores for the Bears on Sunday, it's going to be a good one. Do you have a, a prediction for, for a final score for us? Yeah, I think my final score prediction is 24-18 Bears. And I don't know why I'm stuck on that number so much because the over-under is at 40 right now, I believe. Yeah. Um, but I just, like, feel good about the Bears a little bit heading into this week one matchup. And I know we could all be jaded by what we saw in the preseason and, you know, the first half that we saw from the starters in Cleveland. But there's just something about the way that everyone is – underestimating what this team can do. And I can see where this matchup plays favorable to the bears going into week one against the 49ers who people think could make it back to uh, being a championship team. I just don't see that with Trey Lance right now. And so I think this bears defense especially holds an advantage over the 49ers offense uh, with just it being a new quarterback. There's still questions on their offensive line, just like the bears have. And for some reason, I just think the bears are going to get it done. I love that. We're talking to Cassie Carlson from Fox 32 Chicago. And of course we do our bears on leash show, which is kicking off in about an hour on Fox 32, put it on your DVR old people. Because that's what we're learning that that's an old person. I think it's on YouTube, too, maybe after. That's probably more for, like, the new generation. I like that. As you'll learn, I'm older than I look, Cassie. So that's that's where this is coming in. That's a skill. Let's let's continue to talk about the defense. I mean, obviously, again, you know, you've been with the team throughout the entire summer. Is there anyone in particular on defense that you feel surprised you, whether it be in their demeanor, whether it be in their intensity on the practice field, anyone in particular? I think uh, the way Jalen Johnson has stepped up as a leader seemingly has been a surprise to me. Now, granted, this is my first season covering the Bears. Um, I grew up in Chicago, though, so I've followed the team. Um, but the way he's taken a lot of 
players under his wing and really with Kyler Gordon, a rookie, um, been a coach to him. I think the Bears released a video of something at practice. It was like he was mic'd up and he was giving Gordon like tips on not biting into receivers, you know, working inside a little bit before they cut to the outside and stuff like that. And um, someone who wants this defense, especially the passing defense, which was not good last year outside of Jalen Johnson to really take the next step. Um, and I think the same also goes for Eddie Jackson, who's been heavily criticized for his lack of interceptions the past two years and just uh, how he's getting paid so much and hasn't shown up the past two seasons as well. So he has also taken Jaquan Brisker under his wing, inviting him over to his house to watch film, to introduce him to life in the NFL and what to expect. And those are leadership qualities I think kind of go, you know, maybe a little bit under the radar. Um, It's not like they're doing it for, you know, show or anything, but they really want this defense to be great. And especially with those two rookies, the second round picks that the Bears decided to go to, to build this secondary. And I think they look extremely promising uh, from what we've seen in the preseason games and at practice. Um, I think those two guys stand out to me. And what's interesting to me as well is just how Roquan Smith, who was, selected as a captain, which was voted by teammates who sat out all of training camp while going through those contract negotiations, was still voted a team captain. And regardless of what was going on with he and Ryan Poles in the front office, is that he still maintained all the relationships in that locker room. And everyone talks so highly of him. And obviously he's uh, an elite linebacker, um, but none of the off the field stuff Led in, bled into the locker room and how people think of him and his teammates think of him. And, I mean, we haven't seen Roquan Smith play yet. I think that is something that we're all going to be watching as he takes the field um, in the premier spot at that Will linebacker position and Matt Eberflus' defense. Um, but those three guys, I think, um, have all shown that they are definite leaders on this team. And, and really, maybe even more surprising – or maybe not surprising that they've emphasized is that they feel like they are being coached, tested and are being forced to be disciplined. And for pros who could, you know, they're getting paid regardless. um, That seems like something that that could go a little bit like they don't really care, but they were like seemingly begging for that and really like that from this Eberflus era. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, I've talked about it often. Sometimes people need a pat on the back. But more often than not, when you're playing at this level, you need a kick in the butt. And you've seen, you heard Justin Fields mention it. Obviously, the team is responding to it properly. And I think the the two people that you mentioned, just key components to the defense, Jalen Johnson and Roquan Smith, I think you're absolutely right. Not talked about enough the leadership qualities and and the lengths to which Jalen Johnson has gone to to ensure that his defensive unit, as he's called it, this is our unit. He isn't talking about anyone individually. He isn't saying, you know, just the DBs or the linebackers. It's like everybody as a whole. And he understands that if you want to play at a high level, you really do need to have each other's back. And and, and we it's cliche to talk about family and having the next man up, all this stuff like that. But it's true. When you're playing at this level, you genuinely need to be invested in the man that's next to you. And and Jalen Johnson, obviously, when you hear him speak to the to the press and when you hear him speak about his team, he speaks very highly of them. And then the other person you mentioned, of course, Roquan Smith. I mean, you're absolutely right. After going through everything that he's gone through, 
for him to come back into this locker room and understand that he still has, he's a professional, still has a job to do, and he cannot wait to get on the field to do it, despite the adversity that he's been faced with. I mean, it says a lot about about Roquan. And, and I mean, obviously, when you're talking about some other guys in that defense, guys that I'm interested in seeing, Justin Jones up the middle, like what kind of havoc is he going to create there? Is he going to be able to do that? For four quarters, I think that's what I'm really going to be looking at, Cassie. Um, but the other side of the ball, I'm going to be looking at in- intently as well. I mean, I haven't really even asked you what your thoughts are on Justin Fields. And do you feel like he can be uh, the-, the quarterback that the Bears want him to be, not only for the present, but for the future as well? Yeah, so this is something that I'm always curious about from how they're evaluating him and how they can – almost single out evaluating him without um, taking too much into consideration with what's around him or, I guess, the lack of what's around him. So how can this front office decide if Justin Fields, in year two, as the starting quarterback from the start, is their future in this franchise? Because they're going to have to figure it out after this year with the deep quarterback draft class coming up in this um, upcoming draft. And so how can they do that while – the argument that we all have and Ryan Poles can deny the argument that he hasn't surrounded Justin Fields with enough weapons, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But that has to play into his ability to do his job at the highest level at some point. I actually have a lot of trust in Justin Fields just based off of one, his demeanor and off the field. Like when we talk to him, like, we asked him, how excited are you for, you know, week one? And his response, like, is mundane. I'm excited. Like, the guy is <laughs> definition of not too high, not too low. And you're like, are you excited? No, I genuinely think he is excited. I think this guy eats, sleeps, breathes football. And, and the way he put it, you know, like, what motivates him? And it's like, you know, like, I just want to win. Like, that's all he wants to do. And I think that mentality heading into it is something that you can't teach. Um, and I asked Luke Getsy the other day, like, what have you found that motivates Justin Fields the most? And he said, you don't need to motivate the guy. Like the guy is a self-starter. No one needs to, he said, dangle a carrot in front of him. Like the guy has this motor that you can't teach that he just wants to go out there and win and be the best. And he's extremely consistent. And um, the consistency part, I think, is important. And then also the leadership part. Like we know his weapons. He can throw a mean deep ball and he can also get out and run and he can turn on the Jets. Um, that's not stuff that I'm so worried about. I think the leadership stuff that he's shown this season is huge just because I think he has the trust of everyone in the locker room and everyone in the huddle, like the way he's communicating to them, calling out the plays and then executing the plays seems to be um, pretty clean and everyone trusts him in that. Um, So I think that Justin Fields has all the tools to be the franchise quarterback for the Bears. Um, Obviously, there's going to be growing pains this year. I mean, not just the lack of weapons that he has in his receiving core, but also the questions that are on the offensive line. And for someone who was sacked 36 times last season, um, just, you know, is he going to get the chance to show off his skills? But I also think a lot of that is in Luke Getze's hands. And I think they have this trust factor in the two of them that Getze will put fields in a good position um, so that he is able to be the best quarterback that he can be. Um, but I do, I, I, I just, I would love to know how polls is like, all right, so can Justin Fields be the guy if like, how do we figure that out if we don't have weapons for him? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think it's about buying into the system, right? It's can you execute what it is we are trying to get done 
for the Chicago Bears team. And then as we're evaluating you in real time, what can we envision a scenario where Justin Fields is our quarterback with weapons? What does that look like? Because obviously mm-hmm. they're going to continue to build that squad. We're talking to Cassie Carlson from Fox 32 Chicago here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. I love that you brought up the amount of sacks because I want I, because I, I look at Justin Fields and I think about what he's going to be doing differently this season. And when you look at his touchdown to interception ratio last year, only seven tutties through 10 picks and, of course, sacked those 36 times. What do you think those three key stats are going to look like? And then for sacks, you can just do over, you know you can do more or less. But I really am interested in your like how many tutties do you think he's going to throw or what do you think that ratio is going to look like? Do you think it's going to be similar like, you know, touchdowns to interceptions or do you think he's going to make some sort of a leap there with a full year starting out as the starter? I hope he makes a leap, but I also think that we might be surprised how much this team runs the ball, too. Mm. And so um, I would hope that with their run game being a little bit more established, that the receivers would be put in better positions as well. And um, in some of those interceptions, like maybe Justin Fields isn't scrambling as much, just throwing the ball away, and he's a smarter player, um, which I do think he is a smart player and a smart quarterback. Touchdown throws? Oof, I don't know. I'm really not good at those projections. Yeah. I know. What are you at? <laughs> yeah, I, I look at I look at him and I think to myself, okay, if you let's, I mean, you're not going to get in 17 games. Something's going to happen throughout the course of the season. So let's say you get in 14 games, and I would love if you threw two or you averaged around two. That's where I would like you to be. So if he yeah. was in the 24, even if he got to like the 20, give me the, give me in the 20s, give me okay. in the 20s so I can feel good about you and go, going into next season and keep the interceptions, even if you kept them at the same pace. If you gave me a two to one ratio, 20 tutties and kept t- interceptions back to 10 because you can't have a game like last year against Tampa Bay where you throw three or Green Bay where you throw two. Hopefully you can just, mi- you know, limit those. And that way, you know, again, we, we want to see progression from Justin Fields. Just get a little bit better. I don't need you to be great. I just need you to be a little bit better. And like you said, Eberflus and Poles can look at that and say, well, if we had some other, you know, better, a couple more offensive linemen, a couple more, you know, wide receivers for you, then maybe then that can take another step that third year. Cassie, before I let you go, what 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 what'd you think about your first episode of Bears Unleashed, man? I mean, you know, it was your first it time. It was running. fun. Everyone keeps asking me in the newsroom. I'm like, we had a blast. Like it, it goes by so fast. It's only a half hour show. And I'm like, wait, we're done? We probably could have <laughs> talked for another thirty minutes or more if we wanted to. Um, but it was fun. We touched on both offense and defense. We did a little bit. What was the over under? Um, if we thought Darnell Mooney would yards. have over or under hundred yards receiving in game one. Yeah. I can't remember if I chose the over under i think it's you, went the, you went the over you went the over because because ant and i yeah. did the under so you i know and now i'm having regrets because i took the over on um the points total and i'm wishing i took the under but i still can't get over my 24 to 18 game prediction i don't know I mean, why hey if it hits you you're genius yeah i'm actually putting money on it next time <laughs> it hits. uh bears unleashed airing tonight 9 30 on fox 32 right before that cassie We'll be handling the sports duties on there as well, so make sure you go ahead and check her out. Cassie, thanks for hanging out with me today. I appreciate you. Thanks, Gabe. We'll talk to you soon. I'm sure she'll be on again. Uh, my co-host for Bears Unleashed right there. I love that. First time ever on the score. I asked her, too. I was like, have you been on the score yet? She's like, no. I was like, oh, damn. This is great. Let's go ahead and have you on for the first time. Uh, it's Gabe Ramirez. We got more Bears talk on the other side as we lead up to game one against the San Francisco 49ers. We'll talk more Bears after this. It's it's Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We're back 
Live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Live and local on a beautiful Friday in Chicago. It's Gabe Ramirez. I'm actually hosting a club tonight. Trust me, my wife looked at me the same way that producer Tyler Butterball did. Wait, I think I saw I think I saw that on your Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did a cool event. We should have put that in Twitter time. I uh <laughs> The the, the 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 club, it's like a Spanish club, and it's called okay. Friquitona Fridays. And it's a real popular song by this group called Plan B. And I'm 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 in the car, you know, doing a little video for trying to promote the club, and then all of a sudden I'm like, Yeah, it's Friquitona Fridays. And my wife's like, my wife's half black, half white, and she's like, Babe, what's Friquitona mean? And I said, peaceful. <laughs> We're gonna have a peaceful Friday. Uh it's gonna be anything but that. Uh, so I'll be as, you know, it's funny. Are you, where, where'd you grow up, Tyler? Again, tell me where you grew up. I grew up like in the West suburbs. So like I grew up in Streamwood, Streamwood, lived there for three years. And then I lived in St. Charles. Okay. And okay. Then, yeah. Okay. So you never really made it out to the city. Well, on the Northwest side of the city, by like diversity and Laramie, there's this club and growing up, you know, went to Lane Tech. So growing up on the North side, you saw this place all the time. It used to be called Jadenka. It's like this Polish club turn. Like you just would always, you knew not to go there. That's where, like, the Euro stuff was happening. Like, hey, don't, that's not where you want to be. And then now, all of a sudden, it's a Spanish club. It's, like, just a sign of the times, man. They're all moving northwest, so they have to do that. So I'll be there tonight, and uh, I just can't stop thinking about this Bears game. That's what it is. I'm, I'm doing that tonight, but I can't stop thinking about the Bears game. I've been constantly thinking about it since <laughs> the schedule dropped. <laughs> Dude. I'm a sick individual. I just keep, I just keep, I went back, I was like, uh, two days ago, I went back and watched like four games of, from last year, just because. I was just like, I just want to. Oh, throughout the whole, every single year, I just watch highlights. Of Bears games? Oh, Bears yeah, games. I'll throw it on my TV. I'll throw YouTube on the TV. I'll be, it's almost, it gets me, makes me feel that we're in Bears season. Let me go ahead and uh, make a prediction on the score. I I gave my my prediction to Cody Westland, our website guru and i said 20 to 17 and then i saw some other picks that were out there and i was like is it going to be an offensive onslaught by the bears no they're going to run into some 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 situations so i think it's going to be 17 13 in the fourth quarter bears going to have the ball maybe like five minutes left score the go-ahead tutty and then i think they're going to do what they did not do last year and the defense is going to come through and seal the deal. Bears get the ball back, take the knee, 2017. That's what I think. I like that. You like that one? I Because I, I don't picture it being a high-scoring game for either it's team. It's going to be an ugly game. That's the thing. It's yeah, going, it's it's going to be an, be an ugly, ugly game. Defense, all, like more defensive game. You can, you can try to sell yourself on a high-scoring game, and it, it's possible. It totally can be. I mean, no one knows. But the reality is, with these two teams, defense, New quarterbacks, new coaching staff, all that good stuff. It's going to take a second. There's going to be, need some halftime adjustments. At least that's, again, I'm just an idiot on the radio just making predictions and having an Half-time opinion. Halftime adjustments? We haven't seen those in a while. What's a Wait, are they allowed to do those things? That's, a le- that's legal? <laughs> that's legal. All right, let's go ahead and the show on high note. Tyler, hit me with some Twitter time, baby. Well, what do you know? I got an admirer. You spend so much time on Twitter, you're not enjoying the better things in life. All those idiots on Twitter. It's Twitter time with Gabe Ramirez. I only know one to know one thing. Can you cuss on Twitter? I give a rat's ass about Twitter. To be brutally honest, I'm not a Twitter guy. Let's scroll through some tweets. 
Chirp, uh, chirp. So, I take, you know, stuff that's happening around Twitter, pop culture related, sport related, and we get a chance to discuss it a little bit at the end of the show. First up, from TMZ, Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen's relationship is reportedly going through a rough patch. Uh, duh. My wife don't like it when I go to work. I can only imagine after 300 years of NFL play, Giselle's like, bro, give it up. Come to the crib. Do you hate me? Do you hate me? You keep trying to give The answer is yes. Well, what? how long was his retirement? <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like, of course he, I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it's obvious at that point what's going on. He does not want to be around you. Probably he, enjoys smashing other people <laughs> around the country. <laughs> Did you hear the rumor about him? What? Which rumor? People are thinking that he's uh, a contestant on oh, that the show, The Masked Singer. Uh, I think it'd be obvious. That I haven't watched this season. Yeah. I used to watch it a while ago, but I kind of just okay. floated away. What are you, like an 82-year-old grandmother out there watching The Masked Singer? All right, next up, Twitter time. Sure, sure. This is from Rolling Stone. Disney diehards retreated to a short preview of Holly Bailey's performance as Ariel when the studio released the first official teaser for the forthcoming live-action remake of the beloved 1989 animated musical, The Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid fan? Don't be ashamed. Own it. I mean, yeah, I, I haven't seen it in forever, but... Sure, sure you haven't. I, I, <laughs> I, I have it on DVD. I've, I've, Tyler walks around the studio. Tyler walks around the studio going... <laughs> anyway, I'll be watching it. Don't I got let the no people shame. know what I do around here. <laughs> I got no shame. I'll be watching it. <laughs> Uh, this from Nick's Muse on Twitter. It's Bleacher Report's 2020 NBA redraft. I have an issue with this. Because the number one pick in the draft, if they were to do it all over again, they still have LaMelo Ball. Or they have LaMelo Ball there. As opposed to Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is number two. Bruh. Anthony Edwards is a dog. And I love LaMelo. But he's a little fragile. Yeah. I mean... I mean, yeah, like you said, Lamelo is still good, but I mean, Anthony Lamello's Edwards, Lamelo's oh. amazing. Lamelo Ball is an amazing basketball player, without a doubt. But Anthony Edwards, he's the kind of guy where, with the last minute in the game, like you can give him the ball and he will find a cup. Whether it's two free throws, somebody foul him, or him actually getting to the rim and dunking on somebody. I was gonna say, or just jump over you. Yeah, and he can hit the three. I like that. I don't know, Lamelo Ball though. Tell your brother, I said, get your ass back into the lineup. Chirp, chirp. Uh, this from Stat Muse. Most games with 300 passing yards and five touchdowns. Who do you think has the most games in the NFL with 300 passing yards and five tutties? Who do you think? Rodgers? Drew Brees. Oh, duh. Has the most. Yeah, that makes nine. sense. Huh. Nine games with 300 passing yards and five touchdowns. Nine games like that. Tom Brady's second with eight and then Peyton Manning. Oh, so Rodgers isn't even top three in that. Wow. I don't know if you know this, but Aaron Rodgers has been to the same amount of Super Bowls as Rex Grossman. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> just want to put that out there. Uh, that's, that's an interesting one, man. Five tutties. I hope Justin Fields can get to that point where he can get at least one of those this year. That'd be cool if we can see Justin have one of those offensive outputs. That'd be uh, great. Chirp, What is splooting? Do you have an idea what that is? Splooting? That sounds inappropriate. <laughs> like a dirty Sanchez or something like that. Sploot, what is splooting and why are Bay Area squirrels doing it? This from SFGate on Twitter says if you looked out your front window and saw a squirrel stretched out 
spread eagle and motionless on your lawn, you'd think it was dead. But reality is, it's just splooting. So that's what happens when it gets too hot. You know, like, you know, like, if your bedroom's too hot and you just, you like, go down to your drawers and then you just, like, starfish on you the just, bed. You just sprawl, yeah. You splooted. <laughs> the fact they have a word for that. Yeah. You just splooted. <laughs> you splooted on something. So whenever you no, want to okay, lay no, out no, on now something. Now, when you say it like that, that sounds horrible. Oh, well, because then, you know, you got to. splooted on something. <laughs> well, I mean, it, just, it means sprawled out somewhere. You know, you go to the beach, you sploot on the sand. You know what I mean? You might. Anyway, next one. Sure, sure. Let's go. Uh, I can't even believe I'm about to mention a tweet from the Green Bay Packers, but I am at Packers. And the reason why? It's because I was interested in their captains for 2022. Bears have four and one alternating one. The Packers have six, six captains. And when you look, when you look at their captains, you say to yourself, oh, man, they might be in trouble this year. Of course, Aaron Rodgers. Understood. Former Bear Adrian Amos. He played okay. well for them. Yeah, he did. They did. He did. Running back Aaron Jones. That makes sense. He's, he's established himself and solidified himself as the number one. You know how they usually have like a running back com- by committee kind of a thing? Yeah, they rotated through a lot of running backs. Kenny Clark. Devondre Campbell are the under two. Hmm? I don't pay attention to the roster that much. And then, last but not least, the one that's the most concerning, Mercedes Lewis. I think he's like my age. He's just, you know, the old Jaguars tight end. And now he's playing oh, wow. for the Packers. So it's like, ooh, ooh Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, that's going to be tough, your captains. I don't know, man. Week two, Bears will see him. Hopefully they look beatable. Chirp, chirp. Lamar Jackson, this is from SI Now. Lamar Jackson will play the 2022 season off of the fifth year of his rookie contract after he and the Ravens were unable to come to an agreement on a long-term deal. So he's going to make $23 million this year, and then they'll probably franchise tag him. Do you think it was a good move by the Ravens to just kind of, I don't know, have their star quarterback be a bit unhappy? It puts a bad taste, but, I mean, I can see they want him to prove why he deserves Why? money? It's Lamar Jackson is one of the most electrifying quarterbacks in the NFL. He is, but he's not one of the most accurate quarterbacks. So what? I say. Listen, we're the Bears. Give me Lamar. Give me all the Lamar Jackson for until he can't run anymore. You know, yeah. I think that that's the problem. People always think the grass is greener on the other side. And let me tell you something: the, uh, the grass on the other side of Lamar Jackson is equally as green. It is not greener. Chirp, uh, chirp. Oh, that was my last one. Look at that. No more, no more tweets for you, Tyler. Oh man. Wrap it up right there. All right. Uh, just go to the text line right before I get out of there. It says, uh, why are we shooting for okay with fields? Aim high. I'm looking for a breakout star. Alan Stunk is a rookie. He did, but it was a, it was a process. It was a process, guys, and that's something you got to look out for. Allen didn't just come out of stud. You knew he was a stud, but they needed to build a team. Give him some weapons. That's where Stephon Diggs came in. I mean, you know, they got Gabe Davis now. Still haven't figured out the running back situation. But, I mean, they've built the team around him. Now, he's a dog, and that's going to be what you want from Justin Fields. But it's going to be interesting, man. I can't wait to see Justin Fields do his thing on Sunday like I'm sure you guys can't either, all right? Play the, play the finishing music for me. I kinda, it makes me feel good on my way out right here. So I want to thank my guest today, Cassie Carlson from Fox 32. Don't forget Bears Unleashed, Episode 1, with myself, Aunt Heron, and Cassie Carlson, that happens tonight, 9.30 on Fox 32. You can also catch the replay Saturday at 9.30 as well. Then Sunday, after the Bears game, 
You can check me out on Fox. I'm doing the post game with myself, Corey Wooten. We're going to be out in Niles at some bar getting wasted drinking Miller Lite. Not on the clock, though. Uh, I want to thank producer extraordinaire Tyler Butterball for making me sound absolutely phenomenal today. What do we got? BetMGM up tonight right after this? That we do. Trisha Crick and the gang. Make sure you guys hang out with them so you can find out what bets to make as your football Sunday approaches. I'm Gabe Ramirez. Mi gente. Have a fantastic night. Hasta la próxima. Until next time. Oh, my goodness. That was sick. You're listening to Bears Friday on The Score. Keep it here all day as our team of Bears experts continue to get you ready for Bears 49ers in Game 1. Plus, deliver any breaking news as it happens. This is Bears Friday on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. Always live on the free Odyssey app. My kitchen is the heart of my family's home. That's why I trust Studio 41 for quality kitchen cabinets, sinks, and faucets. They have a wide selection for any budget. Plus, their customer service team made my renovation easier. Visit ShopStudio41.com to get started. Signature Bank knows the challenges businesses are facing in this ever-changing economy. We know because we're locally owned and operated. For that reason, our customers have direct access to executive management who will understand your business and deliver on their promise. Working with Signature Bank, you have a true partnership with a team that will help your business achieve your long-term goals. Call us today at 773-467-5630 or visit us online at SignatureBank.Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Select mix and models to qualify buyers with approved credit. See dealer for details. Ends one two twenty three. At Patrick, when we promise, we're there for you. We mean it. Right now, get the Patrick promise of 0.9% financing on select makes and models, including our outstanding selection of popular electric vehicles, at-home delivery, or custom ordering available. It's an exceptional experience we call a Patrick thing. Visit a showroom or patrickcars.com today for details. That's the Patrick promise. Save big on your next project at Menards. Protect and maintain your wood surfaces with Minwax stains and finishes. They offer a variety of easy-to-use products that provide a beautiful, rich finish, lasting for years to come. The fast dry time means you can start and finish your project in just a day. Get 11% off all Minwax products. Good through September 11th, savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Summer is over. But you did a lot. You saw people you haven't seen in a while. You went places you haven't been in a while. And you accumulated new and different junk. You came home. You got unpacked. And you said, where are we going to put all this? Relax. We make junk disappear. All you have to do is point. Don't waste the precious hours of your day wrestling with junk. Leave it to the professionals at 1-800-GOT-JUNK. We get there quickly and we don't stay long. All that junk will be gone like magic. And you'll have your house back again. You're going to love how easy it is. All you have to do is point. No lifting. No carrying. No banging and bumping in the walls. Just a beautiful, wide-open space full of happiness and sunlight. You'll have room to roam. And space to breathe again. You've never felt so free. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.com.
Com. If you own a business, this has been a bumpy ride. From pandemic to inflation, I'm sure you could use a break. If your business has five or more employees and survived COVID, you may be eligible to receive a payroll tax refund of up to $26,000 per employee. The challenge is getting your hands on it. Hi, I'm Howard Mackler, and that's why I founded GetRefunds.com to cut through the red tape and get you the money. The team of tax attorneys we have put together are highly trained in this little-known payroll tax refund program. We do all the work, charge not a dime up front and simply share a percentage of the cash that we get for you. Businesses of all types can qualify, including those that took PPP, nonprofits, and even those that had increases in sales. We have helped return over a billion dollars to businesses and we can help you too. Just go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, and answer a few questions. This payroll tax refund is only available for a limited period of time. Don't lose out on up to $26,000 per employee. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. Hey, it's David Hoffer, FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 670 The Score. Kick off week one with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join today. Get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.